This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. This week, I'm joined by Sam Claiborne. Hey, everybody. And Justin Davis. <laughs> scoop. In our, our rectangle. Our triple scoop was such a well, so well-received last week. We're doing it again. We're keeping it just a three-person scoop. It's just me here in the studio today. Wait, wait a minute. Who is this? Security. Who let this? A little holiday surprise. <laughs> I to come in and deliver personally. A little, a little milk cup for you and it's, some cookies. You know, just because your milk is in the milk wrong cup. container. Well, no, I know. It a was, cup of milk. It was the best I could do. Customs was a little challenging, so <laughs> but, uh, wanted to come in and say hi. I think so you're you Canadian. Like, are you wearing a bag under your jacket? <laughs> I think milk bag. We got a milk bag. That's a code 12. <laughs> yeah. I think your Canadian residency might have to be revoked. Well, I mean, it's the best I could do in the limited time that we had. So okay. you'll, you'll have to just accept that as the peace offering for the holiday. Ladies and gentlemen, CJ Gibson joins us. Thank you With again. The milk and cookies. Yeah, great to see everybody. Obviously, uh, you know, the, the Game Awards, it's a unifying time here for, yeah. uh, for everybody. Yep, of course, the Game Awards were last night. So CJ flew down here to watch the Game Awards on his phone at, yeah. a, at a hotel <laughs> next to where the Game Awards were happening. I will say, though, I had a nice little uh, party of uh, folks uh, at the JW. So, but uh, yeah, it, it was pretty awesome. There's a lot of people there. It was a big phone. Yeah, exactly. It was a big phone. It's, it's, <laughs> the, it's the largest iPhone that's available right now. Mm. Um, <laughs> But it, uh, yeah, and I caught up after and all this stuff. But um, yeah, it was good to see that you saw Tina there. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it's great to connect with her, Ryan and a few others. So yeah, it's it's always nice to come to the Game Awards. Well, welcome back. Appreciate it. Thank you. like welcome, I like welcome. to say, welcome home. Oh, oh thanks, man. Oh. I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, by the way, before before we move on, the mustache 
Oh, the mustache, Damon. I, I, I've been following the trend, and it's so odd now to see uh, Sam and Damon. I don't know who, who's got the better mustache. Uh, obviously, Sam. Uh, right? I'm like an amateur. It's not, it's not a competition. It's, it's definitely commendable. Uh, I don't think people even see mine anymore. <laughs> exactly. It's just part of his. I don't. So it's, he is. My wife is always like, did you shave your mustache? I'm like, no, it's still there. <laughs> Um, anyway, we've got a great show for you this week. Obviously, I mean, G- Grand Theft Auto 6 was finally officially revealed this week. We'll ha- have to talk Holy about that. smokes. Oh, yeah. We'll talk, we'll talk about some Godzilla. I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of questions about Godzilla. I've unfortunately not seen Godzilla minus one yet, but there's also this Godzilla, mm. I don't even know how you're supposed to announce it, Godzilla and Kong, yeah. the new Empire trailer yeah. that uh, we'll, we'll talk briefly about. But first. Is there a plus? Is that why it's and? I think it's oh, a sorry, cross. It's a, oh. Godzilla, oh, it's a cross. But I don't oh, think it's Godzilla, supposed to be Godzilla. Like Tekken cross, cross Street Fighter. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Who, who won last time? It was clearly Godzilla, right? Yes, and I don't know. It was, it was clearly Advance Wars rules. Godzilla beats Kong. God, Kong beats Mechagodzilla, and Mechagodzilla beats Godzilla. Yeah. Yep. It was obvious. Anyway, but first, obviously, Advanced the Wars Game rules. Awards were last night. Another Game Awards has come and gone. Yes. Oof, it was a long show. It was over three and a half hours. It was. And someone, yeah, and you had to sit at a desk the whole time. Yeah, well, I got to, I got to leave the desk. We had, we've got a brand new video wall here in, uh, in the office. It's right. I posted some mm-hmm. photos nice. on yes. social media last night. So we had a big watch party, and that was fun. It's, it's nice to be able to get together with people and watch the show. Over oh, yeah. three and a half hours long, though, and um, I think someone actually did the math. 41 minutes were spent on awards. So that comes down to 19.3% of the game awards are, are actually mm. game awards. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't happen. I, I you know, and I'm not, I'm not even, don't know that I'm saying that they should spend more time on the awards. I don't really think that's why most people are tuning in. They're tuning in to see the reveals. I know there's, you know, there's a lot of silliness. A lot of it is, uh, I don't know. There, there are definitely valid criticism to be made about the Game Awards. But in the absence of an E3, it's kind of like this in the summer, the, the summer events. Is kind of, this is kind of all we have now yeah. in, in terms of a big event where everyone can get together and watch some big game reveals. And I'd rather we have that than nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. But like, look, <laughs> oh, it doesn't Justin's have to be. That. <laughs> no, no, like, <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> yeah. I like watching heartfelt, you know, award acceptance speeches. I like watching game reveals. I think a celebration of mm-hmm. the past year of games and a look ahead at the games ahead. Like, it's good, right? Like, it's a good product. Um, I think I'm okay with it. But, like, when you're cutting off developers' acceptance speeches, sure, you're sure. also letting celebrities talk about their basketball injury and yeah, Kojima right. go on for 10 minutes showing off nothing. Like, <laughs> y- you know, it, it, it doesn't... This is this is the problem that I have with it, right? Is that, like, if they wanted to have a nice, tight show of game reveals and uh, announcement, you know, uh, acceptance speeches... And great, but that's not really what they've made. There's a lot of kind of like cruft in that show that makes it stretch out to three and a half hours and they mm-hmm. cut, you know, they cut in the wrong spots. Like when they're yeah. cutting off people's acceptance speeches after 25, 30 seconds, like that was not the part of the show to cut and trim down. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I absolutely agree too. And, and again, we were talking about just the fact that, you know, for as amazing as gaming has been, like everybody keeps saying that this might be one of the best years of gaming since when, like, 2007 or something like that. There's been comparisons made to Mm -hmm. the games that have come out. To have these also other narrative conversations about the challenges in the game industry not addressed and then to cut people short in their speeches, it does feel a little bit of a sting. That like I feel like that that 100% should be 
a somewhat of a focus and then also just just give people some time like it would have added an extra 10 minutes again to an already how long show was it uh over, the, over three and a half hours over three and a half hours so to me like that 10 minutes would have done uh, it would have had a lot of grace gone a long way i think because it seems so odd to play people off it's their big moment and then we're into the next like Fortnite game commercial whatever have you it's it just it did feel a little bit odd yeah we couldn't. I have some thoughts too on this go, topic. Go for it. Go for it. I, I think that we shouldn't care so much about this because it really has no tie to our industry in any way. It is put on by one person who, you know, isn't like have a tie to anything. He just has a lot of connections and like who who cares? Like it's like it's it's a game awards. It's not the game awards. It's not the academy putting it on. If the industry wants to do an awards show, they should. And they do one during Dice. You know, yeah. like this is like there, there's there's other times of year. This is a spectacle put on to make money, first and foremost, not to not to reward the industry. It, it, that's part of it, right? There's a total warm your heart part of it, rewarding the industry. There's a whole the whole promote your video games part of it too. That's an equal part of it, but like it's just not that's not the focus of this. And like we, sh- I don't think we should come down at it too hard. We should be cynical in other ways hmm. about <laughs> what it is. I mean, I think that you're right. there's such the expectation. Be yeah, the expectation for what it is versus what it is. <laughs> it's other yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean we, but we. I mean, I, I agree with you, Sam. But like, but but IGN does vote on the Game Awards. There is a panel of professionals. Yeah, and, and to be transparent about that, like we get one vote for all of our critics, and then a bunch of other people get a single vote to be a single person. So even that's not really well thought out. I don't want that to change. I'm not asking for change because I don't care. <laughs> but it's like it, it's it's a panel of critics again that's different than a panel of directors and actors which is problematic in its own way but that's that's an industry awards show this is not an industry awards show right it's like a it's a critics and fans and randos i don't even know how to describe it i don't know how to describe but so there's nothing else like it i mean we, and it's like, really it's really a spectacle that's what it is yeah. you know the like the game awards are a brand right and, and i think yeah. it was probably pretty clear four or five years ago that it should probably change, right? Yeah, like this, yeah. this accolade and these award winners and what's the best RPG of the year and the best direction of the year. Like decouple that from the game trailers and announcements and reveal show. But by that point, it was too hard. Like they missed their window to do that. Yeah, because the now the gone, game right. awards are a brand and it employs people and it's an industry mm-hmm. and like they can't unravel that anymore. <laughs> so it's like we're just kind of stuck with it now. I, I mean, I, I would venture a guess, you know, maybe Jeff would disagree, but like, I'd venture a guess that most people would be like, yeah, these should be separated. They should be yeah. separate. Things. Yeah. Like, like a winter games fest is what it would be. And then yeah, an right. award show could maybe even be in a time in which you could include the games that came out that year, which is not mm-hmm. how it is right now either. And <laughs> it, like, that's, those, these are all conversations we have with our own best does. Like we try really hard to be inclusive of the December releases and you know, that, that nobody has the solved, but I'm just saying like yeah. it was in January. It'd be different. Maybe they should do, maybe it should be like two halves of the same show, right? Like we're going to, we're going to do an award show for an hour and then we're going to have whatever an hour or two hours of game reveals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there, yeah, yeah, there is a pre-show. Maybe the pre-show should be the awards and then this or, or vice versa. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah. Anyway. I mean, I feel like, I feel like it could drop the awards and everything would be fine. Right. That's, that's my opinion. I just don't think it needs the awards at all. Yeah. I think a lot of other institutions can provide award shows and you know, to get a bunch of people to watch something, you put trailers in it. You don't mm-hmm. put awards in it. Yeah. And that's what's happening. So it's like if you really want to stand on stage and introduce a bunch of trailers in winter, 
I don't think you need the awards show for that. And I then, then the pressure of like what CJ was saying to speak for the industry is kind of like gone. Not mm-hmm. that that's a good thing, but like that needs to happen somewhere. I don't know if it needs yeah. to happen at this guy's award show. I don't, I don't know. Like, is that the right place for it? Like it doesn't, I don't know. Like it just feels weird. Like we're putting too many eggs in the game awards basket. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of other important things out there and places that people need to like have their voices heard. And I don't know. Like it's just, it's, it's a weird argument. I do. I, 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 you know, the Oscars have been in sort of a slow and steady decline. I actually think last year's Oscars were like, you know, maybe decently rated, but like in general, it's like dire, right? Like there's people don't watch mm-hmm. award shows anymore. And so the irony is that I actually think the game awards have kind of for better or worse, um, you know, it's worse. Um, they've figured out something that like in 20 years, the Oscars are going to look like this, right? They're going to be like, watch the new trailer for the new Batman. And then we're going <laughs> to give so? out an award. Yeah. I, I, they have. Yeah. To. I mean, well, cause I mean, I, I think yeah, at the top when I was uh, looking at what the metrics were, and I mean, I know you guys had a couple hundred thousand viewers. <clears> I think <throat> at one point in time, it peaked close to like 900,000 concurrence, at least on YouTube. And so, and that's without a number of other media places covering it. Right. So yeah, like clearly it's, it's being watched. It's being uh, consumed uh, in a bunch of places, but yeah, you're right. The direction of what should be the focus and, and the quantity and, and how much, I mean, yeah. So the the Oscars has the pressure to talk about the industry and the needs of the industry. Like, for example, uh, you know, the the needs to hire more women in Hollywood, right? Because th- that's Hollywood speaking to Hollywood. It, yeah. It's it's an internal loop. This is again, like this is a guy <laughs> that's <laughs> just nominated himself a, a presentation <laughs> that that is not speaking on behalf. He's not a game developer. He's not part of a game development system. So it's like, it's just, it's just really different. And like, I respect the Oscars for that. People want to get up and like, this has happened many times and pontificate on the stage about like what they're doing. That's fine. But like, I think it's probably in the game awards interest to not let that happen. Right. And that's why we're not seeing it is I don't think that's right. So like, it's just, it's just, it's just a very strange situation. Mm-hmm. In case anyone was curious in the year 2000, 46 million people tuned into the Oscars that went down, down, down to until 2021, 10 million tuned in now to be fair that's like pandemic right but still in 2022 and 23 it ticked up a little bit 2023 this year is 18 million people watched so from 46 million in the year 2000 down to 18 million this year yeah and and, and how they're like getting those metrics right with nielsen ratings everything's changed over the years so you have people watching on phones people watching on internet people watching everywhere else but for the most part it seems like yes they've gone down and down and down and down over the last number of years yeah anyway Well, maybe we should talk about some of the announcements that happened last night. And I don't know where to begin. <laughs> we mentioned Kojima, Kojima's thing that yeah. he revealed, OD. I think that was the biggest thing. Yeah. Think so? It looked cool. It looked amazing. I mean, I think it was the most WTF moment, as one would <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah, for sure. It's a, I mean, it's a game, but also something you watch, and it's a new form of media. So, exactly. Very, the tech demo. Heard that one before. When I saw this, I thought this was live action. But people are saying this is yeah. An animation. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. that's the thing. Like, now watch this part here. Like her, her lip quivering. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of little elements this, to it that, yeah, when you look at what's this, it called, Damon? You talked about it in the post show. Is it an Unreal thing, or is it? I, I forget. There, we saw this in a different presentation like three years ago. The graphical technology. I, you know, uh, it's yeah. something similar to that. Yeah, I mean, the detail on this dude's face is unreal. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And at the end, watch her eyes here. Like the, yeah. it was odd, like the reaction cut that she has. And if you look closely, you can see that you can see a door opening 
in the glare, like or just in the yeah, light of yeah. her eye, and it, and it yeah. just. But the level of detail there, and then of course Kojima comes out through the store, so that's yeah. that's somehow related to the game. Yeah, it, it's a very cool trailer. Like I think I maybe have said this on Scoop before. It's been a long time since I've liked a Kojima game, but the, but the trailers are always so good, right? Like yeah. they're striking, and the imagery of them sticks with you afterwards. Memorable, like, absolutely. You know, yeah, like Silent Hills is unfortunately dead, but you know Kojima's back and making a horror game. You know now. And it actually sounds like Kojima Studios is a two-game studio now, or I guess maybe it has been for a while. But, like, you know, they're making this and Death Stranding 2. Like, mm-hmm. it's cool. It's interesting. Yeah. Death Stranding 2 was a no-show. A, a lot of us mm-hmm. felt pretty confident yeah. it would be there. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you show one of your Kojima games, you're not going to show the other one, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have Kojima games at home. <laughs> and, and is this one an Xbox Studios game? Yeah. So this one... Got the Xbox Studios logo in there. Unlike Blade. Absent. This is like a curiosity to me. Hmm. Blade, new Blade game revealed from Arcane, which is under Bethesda, hmm. which is under Xbox. But no Xbox logo on that trailer. And they've, they've said that this, it's very early in development. So it's right. years away. So what, years from now, an Xbox studio is going to release a multi-platform game? Uh, oh, oh, maybe, or or they just maybe Bethesda just supersedes the the they maybe have some rules about like if Bethesda's making it, it doesn't need to have the Xbox Studios logo or something. I'm just guessing. I don't really know. Yeah, or I or I think there's yeah, just we'll a have to find of, out. Yeah, there's a number of conversations still in the industry surrounding uh, you know Microsoft acquisitions, all the rest of that stuff. Who knows why that might be happening? Like maybe it's intentionally left off because they don't want to you know fuel any other things and conversations about that stuff, right? Well, I mean, Xbox, though, still needs exclusives, like, desperately. They do. They have a lot of games announced. Not a lot of games have come out yet. Right. I would think if they have an exclusive Marvel game, if they have an exclusive Blade game, they won't shout that from the rooftops. I mean, maybe, mm. but maybe that's part of it. Maybe Marvel doesn't want, maybe Marvel would prefer that game be multi-platform. Obviously, Spider-Man is a PlayStation exclusive. Exactly. But, As is Wolverine. Yeah. So, I yeah. Don't, like, that, so anyway, this is, this is why it's a... Uh, yeah, this is why it's uh, confusing to me. I like this Blade Renaissance, though. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, but I, I think you can make one prediction here, though, that it will come out for Xbox. <laughs> yes, <laughs> even though they don't say. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think that's. Oof. <laughs> but do we like the idea of a Blade I mean, game from yeah. Arcane? Oh yeah, yeah. It's if confirmed it's just that Dishonored, it's, but Blade, that's well, awesome. It's confirmed that it's third person. Not, yeah. not a first-person game. And, then, and also, too, just, just because of the amount of things, I think, that have come out in the last little bit that have either been attached to Xbox or PC or cross-platform, they've not really released in, like, a you know, great state this year. We can talk about that uh, in a little bit if we're talking about uh, Rockstar and some other things. But that's where, again, I think, yeah, probably leaving it platform-free, just, yeah, it's about the hype of the, the game. And obviously, we're going to make the assumption that it's Xbox. But PlayStation would never do that. You're, like, you're right. Yeah, PlayStation would, right. Would, would leave no question in anyone's mind that one of their yeah. studios is putting out a PlayStation Studios game. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but it's also understood that it's a called, lot of those... It's called grace, Damon. Yeah. They have a little <laughs> okay. bit of grace. Yeah, okay. Exactly. <laughs> it's understood that that's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that's Blade. What about another Blade? Hellblade. Hellblade 2. Now, finally, I think this trailer was very impressive. We finally got a lot of Absolutely. what is obviously gameplay. Mm-hmm. And this looks very cool. Yeah. We're like so close to photorealistic graphics now, I think. Incredible. 
Yeah. Yeah. And this was yeah, like especially after the GTA ago. hair this week, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, when we first saw this game three or four years ago, whenever it was, I think at that yeah. time it was probably like the best looking video game graphics yes. I'd ever seen. And like, mm-hmm. you know, look, I, I'm not knocking it. Obviously, it's still incredible. It still looks beautiful. But like other AAA games have kind of caught up now like mm-hmm. it doesn't look quite as special to me visually anymore it's like this is what a really really high budget triple or quadruple a game looks like um these days but you know the the mystique behind this game like they've been showing it off in these really evocative trailers like it is going to come down to being it's going to launch and it's going to be a third person action adventure game and yeah. like hope it's good <laughs> hope it's fun to play yeah yeah me too i actually never played the first one it's but on this uh, looks game great pass. No release date, though, I, still. No. Yeah, I know, man. A lot of that stuff happening. It's really hard to tell what, what type of game it'll be if they change it from the first. The first was like, you know, a shorter psychological action game where you fight the same enemy over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So, like, they, like, hopefully there's some change there. But also, like, the story doesn't really, it's not really conducive to being like, and here's your skill tree, and here's all these mm-hmm. things you're going to do. It's God of War now. Like, yeah. it doesn't really make sense for that. So, like. I don't know. This game, like, it, 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 sh- it should be a cool experience to kind of uh, walk through, but I don't know <laughs> if it's going to be a big action game or something. I just don't, I don't, it, that might ruin it. So it's very hard to tell for me what it's going to be. Yeah. No release date in this. Also, no release date for Stalker 2, which was absent. I thought that was a softball, considering it's supposed to be out in early 2024. So that's why, mm-hmm. <clears throat> overall, there was, I, I was a little bit disappointed in, in the first parties at the Game Awards. So nothing from Nintendo. Mm-hmm. From yeah. Xbox, we got Hellblade 2, but no release date. No release date for anything. You know. And then for Sony, we got this God of War, Ragnarok, Valhalla for expansion. That's cool. But nothing revealed for 2024. So for the, third, the, the first parties, 2024 is still kind of a mystery for all of them. We know a couple of things from Nintendo that are coming. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like everybody, everybody piled amazing things into this year. Like it was, I mean, yeah, been, mm-hmm. it's been crazy to see just like, you know, what this year's turned into. But yeah, now, now a bit of a, bit of a gap, maybe a bit of a vacant year. Do any of us think we'll jump back into God of War Ragnarok for a roguelike mode? Uh, no, I mean, my, my team will. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes, for work, your team will. Yeah, exactly. But when you're at home for your Sam gaming time, will you be jumping in? <laughs> We'll see. If it's more than a combat trial, then yeah. But if it's just combat trials, they had a lot of those in the game that I already skipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I. I if it's like story and like some cool, cool stuff, if like the rogue aspects are like neat, I can see that being you know, like if it really forms like cool different scenarios, it'd be worth checking out. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I it's I really I do give Sony credit and, and Santa Monica Studios credit for it being free. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. could have easily charged ten bucks for this, right? Twenty. Yep. Uh, yeah. Who knows what, but. Just, you know, it's out. It's coming out next week. It's free. Everyone can download it. Like, that's nice. It's nice for fans. Think how bad we'll all be at this game if we try it, right? (laughs) It's not like riding a bike. Yeah, Yeah, it takes a little bit to get into combat. I mean, yeah, I think that was the big surprise, too, that it's just, like, out. Like, that's a very rare thing to happen anymore, like you said, where, oh, here's an announcement, and tomorrow. I mean, Fortnite has been doing that (laughs) for some reason. They have the ability to do that, but every other studio usually has an announcement and then a bit of a wait. Sony kind of has a, they're kind of enamored with roguelike modes right now because the Last of Us Part Two remaster is also adding a roguelike mm-hmm. mode. Yeah. Just yeah, some new technology or something that they're all sharing. <laughs> if someone at <laughs> someone at PlayStation was like, "Hey, have you guys heard of this 
I just, you got heard, heard of this Spelunky game? I think we could, yeah. I think we could take some of its uh, game mechanics Great. into our games. Um, I mean, what if it's like a Returnal like, right? Then it's worth a what it. Like? If it's Returnal plus God, Returnal? Yeah. If it's Returnal plus God of oh, War, yeah, that's, that's really I mean, cool. That's another PlayStation uh, yeah, roguelike thing. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I love some, it, this one, it's just uh, uh, Kratos and Mimir. And I love their banter. So if there's yeah. like a lot of new like dialogue that's recorded between them, I think that would probably be reason enough for me to at least check it out. Mm, yeah. And speaking of Kratos, what about Christopher Judge? <clears throat> oh. At the awards. Bit of a uh, taking a little bit of a poke. Making a little wisecrack. <laughs> Call of Duty. In case anyone missed it, when he uh, he was presenting the award, I forget which award he was presenting. Um, but he last year, last yeah, year's voice actor, he performance he went on for almost eight minutes. Yeah, on his award speech. Uh, so maybe I mean maybe that was why they were cutting people off so often <laughs> this year. Yeah, but he said he said fun fact, my, my speech last year was longer than this year's Call of Duty campaign. Ooh, which is it's a very it's a very tame goof, yes. right? Like it, yeah. But but I think part of the blowback is that. This is an award show meant to celebrate game developers yes. and the art of games, and so it's like, in my opinion, the goof the goof is fine. The goof is very tame, but it's it was ill timed. It was uh, it was at the wrong place, the wrong venue for it. Yeah, I mean, but but only he could have done that, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, if anybody else had have got on stage and done that, I think it, there would have been, you know, what's going on? I can't believe this, and it's happening a little bit, but not like he kind of gets a pass. Like I think mm-hmm. of all the people that could have made that uh, that jab, I think. Yeah. I do. So I, I agree, with Justin. Like, uh, I, first of all, it's definitely not punching down to make no. a wisecrack about the best-selling <laughs> video game series yeah, for the past time, fourteen yeah. years or whatever. But it is odd that he ch- he has this platform in this moment, and he chose like right. why? Why did he feel so strongly he needed to make this comment? I don't that I don't know. <laughs> oh, I think it's a written script for him. He's just reading a script. You that what, the game award really production team wrote. Do you think? I, oh yeah, why, everybody. But did. why would they write that joke in there? That like, that, that, I don't know. They that wrote a bunch of bad jokes. Did you listen to it? That would hurt the game awards' future chances of getting any exclusives with yeah. Call of Duty. So I don't know why they. Oh, it's just. But, but I think I, I mean I don't care whether it's what you know about. I don't think they would even think about it that way. Okay, they so, would just think Call of Duty can take the joke. So you think it, scripted I mean, early. Like, I, I, you can justify the way they scripted that in any way possible. Right. I'm just saying I think it's scripted. Okay. I'm not saying it's a good idea or that they, <laughs> that they did it, but like, I, I think they wrote all these people's statements and they write off a prompt. Well, I, I think they did for, for everybody else. Yeah, Jeff like Matt, I don't, I, I mean, I think the joke is that he goes off the cuff, right? I think he went off script. So it's like, I think he went off script. But again, you never know if this could be generated. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't I, I, there's no evidence either way. I think that's, right. that's a weird assumption. I immediately thought it was read and apparently other people are thinking like it's off the cuff. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know how that, it's not like the big joke about Call of Duty's camp, campaign this year was that it was short. It's that it was bad. Well, well but the, the, the developers that um, are like uh, a little bit butthurt about it, they're biting back at Christopher Judge, not at the Game Awards. So for, for on Twitter, one of these Call of Duty developers uh, responded with, funny, but yeah, the metrics that Call of Duty absolutely destroys all of the God of War games, probably combined to be honest, is also equally laughable, if not more. <laughs> There's your conversion of punching up. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Yeah, not one to one. Like that is, that is irrelevant. Yeah. Go ahead, make fun of my government, but my government has the army and can crush you. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then another one whose uh, Twitter name is Tickle Matter says, Imagine having short user engagement once your game is consumed. Can't relate. Aw. Laughing face emoji. (laughs) (laughs) It's so petty. It's so petty. Yeah. And and unfortunately, that kind of discourse is like, you could say it's been the highlight of the year in a way. I think we've seen a lot of that online. Uh, But it's interesting. Like, you're right. Like, there's a definite different impression if he said it off the cuff versus it was scripted, then they're attacking him. Like, in my mind, it's, if it was scripted and then it came out, like you'd think that Jeff would jump in to defend, but I don't know, right? Like, because it was a Game Awards it's written scripted. thing. scripted. Every single thing like this, a presenter comes out and they're like, I'm like, watch the Oscars. Like, every single I'm, presenter comes out and said, You think no one so has ever gotten Oscar for the Oscars? And, exactly. <laughs> no, I just talked about people went off script, but I don't think that that was an off script moment. An off script okay. moment would be, you know, somebody talking about the, the, the dire state of development yeah. this year, for example, which didn't happen. And I, I really expect it, you know? Yeah, I did too. I did at least like in, in even in like a, a speech, but, and that's what I mean. That's why it was odd that it was so short, right? A lot yeah, of that stuff. Yeah, 100%. Felt like it was, uh, maybe, maybe there's an interest in not yeah. having those speeches. Yeah. That's why things would be scripted. These are all pointing at why <laughs> things were carefully scripted at the Game Awards I, this year. I realize everything is scripted. Hey, you know, that Gonzo segment, totally scripted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now. That was a that was a potty break for me. I did not see the Gonzo segment. Oh, you didn't see the Gonzo sketch? <laughs> yeah, you really missed out. Uh, <laughs> they announced that Baldur's Gate was coming to Xbox. Uh, yeah. so, sorry, sorry, Sam Lake. We got to give Gonzo his time. Yeah. <laughs> there was also there was even confusion about the Baldur's Gate three announcement because they the end. they had said ahead of yes, time there was there, <laughs> That's, that was my joke. They said ahead of time that they were going to announce the release date for Baldur's Gate three. And then there was speculation about, well, will it be a shadow drop? It's available now. And then, like, right at the towards the very end of the show, there was just a trailer yeah. about it coming to Xbox. And then it just said, it's party time. It did say, like, available now, available December 7th. None of that. Just, it's party time. So we were just supposed to infer that that meant it's out now. <laughs> the violins were playing too loud. They were just getting people off stage a little too quick. I don't know. Didn't have time to uh, read that part of the script. I like it's party time, though. We should probably take that. <laughs> yeah. It's party time. <laughs> well, I'm 40 hours. That could be your segment for what games are out this week. It's party time. <laughs> That's true. I'm 40 hours in, and I'm in Act 2 now, and still loving it. So I'm, I'm happy that all the Xbox owners out there finally get a chance to uh, find out what all the buzz is about. It is game, a damey game. It's a super damey game. Super damey game. Super damey game. Yeah? Yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, there's some new games announced last night. One of them was Exodus. Mm-hmm. Did everyone get to see this trailer? Yeah. This one's interesting. Speaking of Dungeons & Dragons, this is a f- from former Bioware developers, and I think the lead has made three different Dungeons & Dragons games, but this is a new sci-fi RPG. Very, It's got big Mass Effect vibes. Yeah. The whole premise here is it's 40,000 years in the future. Wow. Forget the fact that I don't think humans are going to exist in 40,000 years. We would have to, they've had to flee Earth, and they're in a different galaxy where there's hostile aliens. And you, the traveler, you have to go out and find alien artifacts that will help human civilization. But to do this, you have to go through... Uh, you have to time travel, and then it's about time dilation. So while you're out on your adventures, time is moving much more quickly back home. So it's only been a few days for you. It's been years for back home. Mm-hmm. That's like the whole premise of the game. So they saw Interstellar. We, who, should, who should be cast in our sci-fi time travel, <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, time and, dilation and movie? And let's bring yeah, Matthew McConaughey back for Interstellar Part 2. Yep. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and also, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be too snarky, but like looking at these character models, it looks like they spent all their money on Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> well, this is Blur, the, the studio 
that's made some of like the best game, yeah. cinematic game trailers ever. But I, I, I have a hard time getting like it's an interesting premise for a game. I like seeing new IP that I like yeah. seeing things that yeah. aren't sequels. So, you know, like, yeah, like I'm very curious to learn more about this game, but just all the cinematic trailers that are not gameplay, they don't even really give you any idea of what the gameplay is. Well, like, they're good for mood setting and announcing something, but it's like, I just can't, they just wash over you after a while. And it's like, well, okay, like I'll check back in in two years when you have an actual video game for me to see. This does have about 40 seconds of gameplay at the end. And it looks very much mass, like Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Like what you would think. I don't know. It's like the, the team has great pedigree behind it, former Bioware yeah. developers. So maybe they deserve some benefit of the doubt. Um, I just don't know, like this time dilation thing, the example that they gave is, okay, you have a daughter at home, but you have to go on a mission, and when you come back, she's going to be five years older. But yep. then if something goes wrong in your mission, and you're delayed, when you come back, she might be 40 years older. So, okay, like, that's interesting, but, like, is that, that's just, I mean, that's just what's going to be, right? You yeah. just go on missions, and when you come back, people are older. Yeah, here's yeah. the gameplay, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, how, how, yeah, how does that, like, play into the storyline, and what sort of elements, you know, can they create in gameplay where that matters, in yeah. a way, when, when you're playing? But it does look, does look cool. I mean... It is funny that like a game that just addresses the most fundamental relativistic effects that everybody will always experience forever in space in reality is is like that's like the cool crux of the plot of this game. It's like, yeah, this real thing that everything else ignores. It's real. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like when they do a movie where it's like silent in space and people are like that's amazing. Like it was it's so quiet. It's just like real space. It's like, yeah, yes. <laughs> This is just relativity. This is what happens. Go near the speed of light. Everybody's going to get old. But you. <laughs> and then there's Light No Fire, which is the new game from Hello Games, No Man's Sky developer, which is apparently out fairly soon, I guess. Um, who, who's like up on this? The premise is here. Yeah. Earth. A procedurally, procedurally generated, you know, fantasy Earth. Clearly there's walking skeletons. Yeah. It's not real Earth. But, like, I really like Sean Marie's quote about, like, <laughs> you know, they wanted to make a one-to-one scale Earth where, like, it felt huge of, like, you know, like, even No Man's Sky. Like, the planets in No Man's Sky don't feel that big, right? Like, you can fly around the planet in, you know, 15 minutes or so. Like, that's not Earth-like. And so his quote about he didn't want to make video game mountains, but they wanted to make, like, real mountains. That, like, mm-hmm. when you're at the bottom of the mountain, it feels like a mountain when you're looking up at it. Like, the mountain in Skyrim, um, you know, you can walk up that mountain in 60 seconds, right? Like, so I, I think that that's really fascinating and intriguing. And it sounds like they're building like an actual MMOE persistent world where like you can build on this earth and then that building will just persist there and stay there um, for other people to find and discover and loot and raid and who knows what. So like, that's rad, you know. Like, I think that I think that Hello Games has redeemed themselves, and they deserve the benefit of the doubt. And like, you know, they're they're one of the few companies I would trust to kind of pull this off and get it right. Um, I, I one of my only, actually, my only criticism of No Man's Sky in twenty twenty three because I went back and revisited it um, is that there's not that much authored content. Like, mm-hmm. it's all procedurally generated, mm-hmm. and so this game feels like it has more sort of handcrafted just looking at the trailer right like more npcs more handcrafted moments and then interspersing those around this like procedurally generated gigantic earth like it seems like a great concept i'm in i'm all the way in it is a cool concept i have a couple questions since the planet is procedurally generated and it's a fantasy world why are they calling it earth it is Um, weird 
Why is yeah. it? Why are they calling it Earth? <laughs> that was throwing me off too. I thought that was kind of funny. And then since it's procedurally generated, how many people can be on the planet? And like, so people are, different people are going to be experiencing different planets. So is each planet like a server? Like, I, I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, that's always, it's I, always been my Maybe question. it's because Starfield ruined plant, the word planet for everybody. Right. <laughs> I, I, well, no, I'm, I'm, in, I'm interested in that too. Because like Justin, when you're talking about No Man's Sky, those shared experiences, I feel like, are a lot of the reasons why people play these games. But if they're not sort of unified or you're, you're creating something different all the time, it's like, I don't feel like there's that kind of sense of community or that sense of sort of shared, you know, we did this in this way or mm, this happened that's interesting. in the same way, right? So, yeah. Sam, you're a big fan of No Man's Sky. Does this look fun to you? No, this is not for me. Okay. <laughs> on a Sammy game. He's, um, he's riding around on a big bird. Yeah. I love that bird. That bird is absolutely my favorite part of this. Interesting idea for a game. I think, it should, I think that one's coming fairly soon. Uh, and then that brings us to the most exciting reveal of the night, that Sega is reviving <laughs> some of its classic properties like Shinobi, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, Crazy Taxi, and Jet Set Radio. Yeah. yeah. Or which one? I always forget which came first, Jet Set or Jet Grind. Hmm. It, do you think that's more exciting than Motion Twins' new game being revealed? <laughs> Motion Twins' new game is unfortunately for me a co-op game. So, mm. yeah. Mm. Although I, well, did, you know, Dead Cells right, is <laughs> one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. <clears throat> um, um, the Sega stuff is cool. It's like it, it, you know, it's like surprise, we're Sega and we're making new Sega games. <laughs> like it's like all right. <laughs> well, it's a little bit weird. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. Well, they're, just, they're reviving some of these classic games, despite the fact that there is a Streets of Rage 4 that, right. was, that was came out very recently and was yeah. excellent yeah. from Daimu. But there hasn't been a Shinobi in a long time or a, a Golden Axe. And they're, they're all, the <laughs> games have all different sort of graphic styles. Yeah. Some of them are 3D. Shinobi is a 2D platformer like the, like the older games. So it's a little, I don't know, it kind of remains to be seen. Oh, I think Streets of Rage is 3D too. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, no. But Shinobi looks yeah. good, at least. Yes. This is and Golden Axe is 3D, which is weird. There was already a 3D Golden Axe. And it was bad. Like, you mentioned this last night yeah. on the show. Yeah. It was bad? Yeah. 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 yeah so like I is said, this Crazy Taxi look good? I've never played a Crazy Taxi. I thought these games would be more cartoon and cutie. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, yeah, the art they, like both different. Crazy Taxi and Jet Grind look kind of serious compared to like what I remember them being. But I didn't play those games, so I have no idea. Yeah, well, Crazy Taxi is, that's a great ending to that yeah. little trailer. Yeah. Uh, Crazy Taxi, the music was such a big part of it. So I don't know, like, yeah. what do they do? Do they relicense the old songs or do they just get new songs that are as equally as fun? Has Crazy Taxi is great. I mean, Crazy Taxi is a is a one of the classic modern classic arcade games, right? Yeah. So it has this arcade game loop where it's got three minutes of really really perfect gameplay that like you're pretty happy to repeat. Like I'll come back for another run and another run and another run. But like feels like it's harder to get away with that in 2023, 2024. Like mm. I don't know what yeah, it's, more. It's like one one tenth of a or sorry one one hundredth of like a GTA is that exact game, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. Like I, I really, I really have an affinity for Crazy Taxi. I didn't have it on the Dreamcast. I had it on the uh, GameCube, and you know, I played it a lot. So happy to see mm. it come back. But it cool. feels hard for it to thrive in a modern context but right yeah the nostalgia, the nostalgia factor is pretty big though i mean i love playing golden axe and i played a lot of shinobi in the arcades and so it's 
yeah, it's it's weird when you see these type of games and this like, that looks that looks crazy for Golden Axe. Yeah, like yeah, I you know. know, not not the way I don't I uh, sh- sh- is is Shinobi a brawler in the arcade? Well, you have um, a sword. Yeah, it's like side scrolling sort of city. It's like yeah, it was like Shinobi and bad but, dudes. But you don't. It's not like Strider where you jump around a whole lot. Not that all. I don't. I don't know. It's, it's mostly a, like yeah. side scrolling. Yeah, because this looks like a Strider, right? And they made yeah. there was like a Strider like. I don't know, 10 years ago, that was really good. Yeah. It's a lot more like a vertical and stuff like that. Yeah. Versus mm. just side. Yeah. Scroll. And it could be a Metroidvania, which would be kind of neat too, right? Yeah. Or a Metroid like. Yeah. Yeah. It remains to be seen. Are all of these being made internally at Sega or are they, you know, the smart thing I think would do would be to find yeah. talented yeah. indie developers to bring yeah. on, get, let them play with the license. Yeah. That's cool. what we've praised Konami a few times over the last couple exactly. of years for being so good about that, like playing matchmaker for their old IP and what developers should do something cool mm-hmm. with it. Like, I feel like that's what that, you know, and Sega also has a history of that with Streets of Rage, like you said. So like, that would be good. Like find somebody, I can't even think of anybody off the top of my head, but like somebody that's doing interesting things with like arcade style racing games and give them crazy taxi. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I do like the vision of the ultimate Sega fans in their fancy loft with their Shinobi arcade cabinet and their <laughs> exactly. Sega ephemera. That's my yeah. favorite part of this announcement. <laughs> like Sega picturing the ultimate Sega fans. <clears throat> All right. I liked it. Before we move on, any other observations about the Game Awards? Any other? I'm not, I guess I didn't. I, the co-op thing makes sense, Damon. But like mm. the game of the show for me was probably the new Motion Twin game. I feel bad that I can't remember the name of it now. It's like Dead Cells, one of the absolute greatest. It's probably it's like a perfect video game. Right? It really is. Like, yeah. and it's their next big follow up, and you know, and, and it's a surprise. Like, it's not two D. It's three D. Um, you get a cute little axolotl. I, I like the character yeah. designs. Windblown is the name of it. Windblown. That's right. Um, so that was a standout game for me. Um, I, uh, I think World of Goo is a standout for yeah, me. Yeah, World, World of Goo too. Very cool. World of Go 2, it's, very, it's cool to be getting a new World of Goo, and it, yeah. it made me wonder, what, what has that developer been doing since World of <laughs> Goo all the time? <laughs> yeah. 2D Boy, they did? 2D Boy did some mobile games, I think. Yeah. I mean, they did. They brought World of Goo to mobile. Yeah. And then maybe as a recap, I mean, just like, you know, Zelda, not, uh, you know, we were talking about Game of the Year. What did you expect it to be? Was that, did you guess Baldur's Gate, or would you, would you oscillate a little bit? I thought... I thought um, Tears of the Kingdom, and I'm a little bit surprised. I talked to several people who were expecting Baldur's Gate three to win. I don't know. I feel like all year long mm-hmm. I thought that Tears of the Kingdom was just going to be a shoe in, but yeah, maybe. Well, now that Baldur's Gate is on Xbox, I'm going to play it. Yeah, I mean oh. that's good. I, I'm curious yeah. to get your thoughts. Like, yeah. um, it was the same. I mean, what a what a sneaky Baldur's Gate pulled there. We're like. What a year, right? Of like yeah. Zelda is incredible. And I'm like, oh my God, what a clear game of the year winner. This is one of the best games I've played forever. And then Baldur's Gate 3 <laughs> came out like four yeah. months later. And I was like, oh, ooh, <laughs> I don't know now. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I think that that's what a lot of gamers, you know, that's certainly the journey that I went on. I think Baldur's yeah. Gate's probably my game of the year, but that's mm-hmm. not to take anything away from Zelda. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. 
And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. All right, then, let's talk about the other, the big reveal this week, Grand Theft Auto 6. The trailer's yeah. been kind of a big deal. Bit of a trailer. Mm-hmm. Bit, of a, mm-hmm. bit of a big deal. What do you think? For me, I would describe my hype level before that trailer was released as very low. Yeah. And afterwards, pretty high. Yeah. I'm like, this looks <laughs> me awesome. Too. This looks awesome. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait to play this. Yeah. Although I will have to wait to play yeah. this two years. <laughs> a little longer. You have to wait. Yeah. You, bet, yeah. you, mm-hmm. you can't say you can't wait because you have no choice <laughs> you but to wait. You have to wait. I mean, I will say uh, kudos to Rockstar just for like recognizing like the leak and then jumping on it to like not have their moment stolen. Oh, yeah. that was crazy. That was, that was that a crazy was afternoon. So wild. Yeah. yeah, it was very yeah. cool. Um, yeah. Because I mean, I think the trailers right now is over 100 million views on YouTube or something insane. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think that watermark was about? It's just so general. It's like, it's like just a, buy Bitcoin. Buy that's Bitcoin it. That's it. Like that's that's all you want people to do. Yeah. It was, and, and again, I so I was like on servant Twitter when it, it happened. Was so weird. And I was like, oh no. And I watched it with the logo plastered all over it, and I was like. <laughs> this looks legit because you're, you're first wondering like okay is, is this really it yeah, because it's like sitting over the game and you're like no this has to be mm-hmm. it oh no and then like mm-hmm. the ensuing yeah. five ten minutes later and like well here you go and so it, it almost is like a rock star moment in the game in real life like it's kind of yeah. funny how the trailer like came out that way although but the goal of the funny. hacker is very funny to me like i have no idea like what <laughs> yeah, that purpose. what the goal of that was yeah. it's just it's so general it's like it's like saying like buy gold yeah, yeah. it's like is did gold put this out <laughs> yeah it, yeah it, yeah it, 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 it's um 
an announcement a decade in the making and then they're like well okay i guess we're just doing it now (laughs) but it was quick like the account got suspended i think like five or ten minutes after they kind of got in there they're like well here we're doing it live and pushed it out and like i said it it, did not hurt their numbers no it (laughs) didn't like again and then they were like the next day like oh like here's an encore version for the time that we had planned and yeah like it's it's painful when that stuff happens again i've been behind the scenes and, and stuff like working on trailers and working on development stuff i feel for that because the comms teams would have had to react super fast in order to get that out and then to coordinate all yeah. the different logistical things around it but yeah amazing trailer the game looks incredible it's rockstar so i mean they should like rockstar really just um they're in a league of their own right yeah. like not necessarily like there's yep. other developers that i think make video games that are like better looking from like a technical yeah. fidelity standpoint mm-hmm. but just the the uniqueness of their assets like and granted this is a trailer like yeah. you know they're putting their best foot forward but just if you freeze frame on any single moment of this like Every single object in the world has geometry with it. All the yes. textures. Like if you ever look at the road, like the road has oil spills mm-hmm. on it and tires yeah. and like, Oils. you know, grass creeping up from the from the cracks. And like, no, like look at that door on the uh, the door mm-hmm. of the convenience store that like gets plastered and stickers, each of which is unique. Like that's yeah. the rock star difference. There's no shortcut to doing that. There's no procedurally generated way to do that. You just have to spend a decade making your game. Like <laughs> it's unbelievable. And no one else can come even close to that. Decade, and we decade wouldn't trust them half, if they hadn't Justin, made. Maybe. I mean, we oh, don't know, right? Yeah. Like 2025 and maybe I, longer. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I think like we wouldn't, you know, if we hadn't just all played Red Dead 2, we wouldn't like <clears throat> right. have total faith in this game. Because when you see, when you apply what we all experienced in Red Dead 2 yep. to this, you really see that like, yeah, they can they can pull this off. Yeah. Whereas if somebody else showed me this, I'd be like, oh, like whatever, CG, CG, CG absolutely go out there and check out our um analysis of the in-game engine yeah it's a it's a like eight minute long video that ign put out uh with our uh, per, uh, performance review um uh, uh contributor michael uh he just looked at the engine just talks about like what he's seeing uh just and it's just incredible so, like look just hear what he says about hair mm-hmm. and about light and stuff like that yeah. that's really cool i highly recommend that and then to justin's point watch our 99 yes that uh, one is amazing uh, t- what, what do we call them? 99 cool little things breakdown yeah it is it is what justin said it's like every single frame has you know between one and five amazing things to point out in it and talk, talk about both those videos will give you a sense of like why if you watch this even on your phone it looks amazing you watch it on 4k on TV, it's like it's mind blowing, and I'm really cynical about this series. Like, I don't have the most fun with these games after you know the, the Vice City one. I like the best, and uh, I'm just super into this. Yeah, it's great. I mean, and also just looking at the technology integration too, right? Like, I mean, you know, GTA Five had that stuff in it, but now for us and our lives, the way we use a cell phone, the way we use technology is very just <laughs> rampant. And so to see like the Instagram filter or like the you know like the social media and it has like almost like a style to it it's very unique from the game it's it's neat to see that kind of stuff because it it looks amazing like, i don't know if that, it's a gator or a yeah like <laughs> like coming into the convenience store a crocodile everybody's like what, what what's the difference again i can't remember but that part where it's like entering the convenience store like that looks amazing like just like visually right here like there's just something about the lighting and the the sort of camera right there it's like it's kind of like a 
really quick, like uh, like it's like a security camera in the store or something like that. So it's just all <laughs> these little details uh, that just look so so well done, and and yeah, just like the subtle little movements oh. of, of cell phones and everything. Yeah, and I think Rockstar is so good. At, I mean, I, I poked some fun at like the parody in 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 Grand Theft Auto games uh, a few weeks ago on Scoop, but like sometimes it gets a little bit overblown. We're like, look, this is not the world's deepest kind of satire. Like <laughs> like their beer is called Pisswasser. Like it's fairly surface <laughs> level, right? But like but but the character writing and the character work has been getting better and better yeah. ever since GTA Four, right? Yeah. Like yes. or, or even San Andreas. Like CJ was a really sort of nuanced character, and like. Michael mm-hmm. is like a really, really interesting, unique, well-written, good character in GTA Five. He's great, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of sort of, you know, complexities, and you get that from. Like, I think there's like three or four lines in this whole trailer, but mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Lucy is like, you know, it's like, oh, how did you end up here? And she's like, oh, just just bad luck, I guess. And it's like, you know, so you can already start to infer things about her character of like she's not willing to take responsibility for her own sort of like <laughs> criminal lifestyle. It sort of feels like, and maybe this is me intuiting way too much from like nothing, but it feels like she's sort of leading him into this life of crime. Like she's like the the sort of propulsive driving force behind it. And so, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it did exactly what a trailer needs to do of like, you know, I just, I can't wait to learn more. Yeah. It's interesting. It, it seems like the leaks that happened a year or two ago, they're, they're all true. It's two yeah. protagonists, male and female, and they have this sort of Bonnie and Clyde, uh, you know, Bye. thief yeah. sort of relationship. It's, it's, just, it's just interesting that when a big leak that happens like that, you don't know what the final result will actually turn out, right? but, but it turns out that, that was true. Yeah. I like some of the I, fan... I, Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say the, the only thing about this I didn't like or that I did not impress with is like I, like Miami to me is not super interesting as a setting. I mean, the trailer is really playing up all the Florida man stuff and just mm-hmm. the absolute crazy sort of meth sh- shenanigans that you can get up to uh, in a storyline like that. But overall, it's not like it's not a. I'm going to get crucified for this in the comments. It's not like a cultural center for like, you know, the way that New York or LA is in in terms of like, if you're wanting to satirize American culture and like send it up, like no one really spends that much time thinking about or talking about Miami. So I'm, I think Miami in the eighties in the original vice city was a lot more interesting than a contemporary Miami as a setting. Um, I hope it includes tropical islands. Like I hope it has uh, maybe a Cuba stand-in or something like yeah. that to really expand it. And we've already seen like there's like multiple counties that are right. referenced in it. And yeah. I, I think those might end up being, you know, Everglades is fine, whatever. That's very GTA. Um, there's probably like an element of the South um, in it, which can, you know is is another you know area they kind of cram into the northern part of like quote unquote Florida, which is what Leonida in this. Yeah. So yeah, but I I don't know. Like I just hope there's like a little bit of that. Like it, it'd be more interesting to me if there was like you know pirate like islands and, and and tropical vistas and stuff like that that were around there. That'd be kind of cool. And hey, it was in Red Dead. Yeah. <laughs> a coworker told me about it. Shockingly. A coworker told me about a game where you uh, Google search Florida man in your birthday. So what I get for Florida man <laughs> January, January 26th is Florida man robs store dressed as Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, Spider-Man, don't. Um, and, and even GTA, they're, they're not only sort of obliquely referencing that in this trailer, but really explicitly, like some of that fake news headlines in the trailer, yeah. you know, Leonida mm-hmm. man does yada yada. Like, so they're, you know, they're, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yep. Oof. I guess uh, maybe I should give you a warning. You will get some results that are less than pleasant. <laughs> you search Florida man in your in your birthday. Safe Just search. as a heads Safe up. Safe search. 
Um, I like some of the. Yeah. Yeah. Why did that just happen? Just once. It's out of focus. So in my feed, it's, it's now very well focused, but are you still seeing it blurry? It could just be that my internet's looking good. Yeah. Okay. Just having a few minutes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Okay, I like, there's been so many fan theories already that have cropped up. At the beginning of the trailer, Lucia is in prison. It's a fan theory that her partner, Jason, might be an undercover cop Mm -hmm. this whole time. Yeah, yeah. And then he might only be in it for the first 10 minutes or something. Yeah, Um, and then I like the other theory that the the trailer tells her story backwards. So at the end of the trailer, they're Mm -hmm. they're having a tender moment talking about trust. That's like before they rob the convenience store that's in the middle of the trailer. And then at the beginning of the trailer, she's in jail. Gotcha. That was interesting. Yeah. All right. Before we get to video game 20 questions, Godzilla and Kong, the new empire. I will address this trailer. Is there, has, has everyone here seen this? <laughs> Take it away. The trailer? Yes. I will address this new trailer. <laughs> I will address I will the give trailer now. Exactly. My proclamations begin wait. now. <laughs> Exactly. Dude, I want to see minus one so bad. My wife will not go see it though, and me the idea of me Aww. getting away to see a movie by myself is a ooh, that's a tall order. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm I'm about ready to give up on the legendary Kong series. I really liked Godzilla 2014, in in spite of its problems, it does have problems. There was a big fake out with Brian Cranston in there. But I like that that movie treats Godzilla seriously. It's not goofy. All the monster fight stuff at the end of San Francisco is awesome. They even address like what would happen if, if something this big came out of the ocean and displaced all that water and it floods all the streets of Honolulu. I love all that. And then the movies have just gotten sillier since then. King of the Monsters, I'm obligated to love because it actually has King Ghidorah in it in a big Hollywood movie and it was awesome. Uh, Kong Skull Island was kind of nothing, like nothing really interesting happens in that movie and the monsters aren't that interesting. And then there's Godzilla vs. Kong, which is like... Sorry, I'm, very, I'm just very tickled by nothing happens in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> you would think it's not... They similar. go to the center of the earth. Yeah. Well, that's weird. in Godzilla vs. Kong. Kong, yeah. Oh, right. The human oh, characters... Okay, okay, we're getting there. The human characters are so bad. They're just so bad, which is apparently not the issue in Godzilla Minus One. Um, and then like, even, like, there just isn't, like, inventive stuff happening with the monster right. fights and stuff. Right. So anyway. anyway, that brings us to this, which is, like... I don't know. First of all, why does Kong even need to be in it? I don't care about King <laughs> Kong. I bet if you polled the general public and asked them, who's cooler, Godzilla or King Kong, there's no universe where King Kong wins. Yeah. Why does he that's even have to be in it? That's, a, that's not a bad idea for a poll. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Godzilla is a giant fire-breathing lizard that lives in the ocean, and King Kong is just a big gorilla. He's just, he's just a big gorilla that's just big. That's it. But he's beat all the dinosaurs on his island, and he misses his mom. <laughs> right, yeah. And now, they already did the underground world thing in the last movie, and they're just doing that again. And it seems like they're leaning, from this trailer at least, it seems like this is more Kong's movie than Godzilla. Again, I don't care about Kong. And the bad guy is just a big, mean Kong. It's like, what? (laughs) Like, Godzilla defeated a three-headed, lightning-breathing dragon from outer space. You think this bigger Kong is going to be? Like a problem. Anyway, no. Not super excited for this one. Much more interested in seeing Godzilla minus one. Proclamation over. Which, yeah. 
Thank, Summing thank it up, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Godzilla minus one has been such a big hit, though. They're keeping it in theaters longer, so I do have. I, I will make sure that I see it before it's out of theaters. Anyone else have any proclamations to say about Godzilla? No, I, I just I love going to YouTube comments uh, and just checking out the top one. I think the one uh, on this one is like, oh look at that, they're running. <laughs> That part doesn't bother me. I don't care about that. But no, it's um. It was Godzilla pink in the previous ones. No, that's a new thing. He's a new. He had a makeover. Yeah. Show the pink. Thing. And then there's a baby Kong now. Yeah, that's they're yeah, showing. Yeah. yeah. But but clearly, baby Godzilla is what we all want to see. The, yeah. The pink is new. It's to show. It's like it's it's like the Godzilla version of him going Super Saiyan and his hair turning uh blonde from black. It's like that's how you know he's like powering up. Yeah, I'm just getting ready. He's really mad. Upset. Anyway. Yeah. So when Godzilla, I watched Godzilla versus Kong. I don't, I don't remember what yeah. happened at the end except for that Kong lost. Yeah. Exactly. It, it was, but Kong survived. Yes. Yeah. And they didn't they, he like they, rip off his arm or something? No, but they they parted on mutual respectful terms since God, Kong helped okay. Godzilla take out the yeah. Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. And he did the spine okay. rip. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fatality. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's a good movie. I watched all of these MonsterVerse movies, and I can, I barely remember <laughs> any of them at all. That's the thing; they don't have memorable moments, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's some. Yeah, there's there's always the last like five minutes that are memorable, yeah. and everything yeah. leading up to it is kind of like yeah. It's a big like Godzilla 2014 has an awesome mic drop moment at the end. Yes, and then they did a pretty good one with King of the Monsters, also. Yeah, but the others are sort of like lacking those memorable moments. I think Godzilla Cross Street Fighter is the one I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's coming. Sweet. It's going to get Hadoukened in the face. <laughs> okay, and that brings us to video game 20 questions. And our suggestion this Ooh, week... Ooh, you rusty, CJ? Oh, very rusty. <laughs> where 20 questions comes to die. Uh, are you on a streak at all, Sam, or no? Still on a streak yeah. for 20 questions. Oh, no, questions. I'm so sorry. Question. Okay. Still on okay. a streak for 20 questions. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's okay. I'm ready to lose. Our suggestion this week comes from <laughs> Andrew in Nakatomi Plaza. What? <laughs> and Andrew sent over Love two it. options, a hard mode and a less hard mode. But I'll share with you what the hard mode was. He said, uh, Christmas theme from the unquestionable Christmas classic Die Hard, Die Hard trilogy on PS1, which we had not too long ago, actually. Mm. We already had that one. Really? So I went with his less hard mode option. So that you might want to take that as a, as a clue. And with that... Let the questioning begin. We once, um, yeah. when I was in maybe freshman year of high school, we took a school field trip to go skiing. And, um, and since I was a big nerd, I didn't want to go skiing. And I stayed in the lodge and played <laughs> Die Hard Trilogy in the Lodge Arcade the entire day. <laughs> oh, that's great. Was it a PS1 game? It was an ar- I, di- arcade oh, I was thinking Die Hard Arcade. My, okay. Oh, my you mistake. played the arcade game. I was okay. thinking Die Hard Arcade. Die Hard Trilogy is a different thing, right? That's true. Now I can't. Now I'm confusing myself. But anyway, Die Hard Arcade. That's what that know. anecdote related to. Well, I, I, that's great. I love how they had that. <laughs> well, I yeah. feel like I need to throw uh, okay. up the, the early question and just get it out of the way. Is, is this a winter or holiday themed game? No. Sorry, oh. guess. <laughs> well, <laughs> early. I'm doing it. No, early. I was going to go that same way. Okay. No, I go. was going to go that same way. Yeah. I mean, Damon really heavily implied that it would he be. He did. Right? Yes. Did he? I implied that it would be a winter or holiday theme. Well, I mean, oh. just with the Yeah, you said there's a hard mode game yeah. about a holiday, and then you said, but we're going to do the easier one. Yeah. So you didn't say it wasn't about a holiday. Yeah. Okay. I was reading that, too. Okay, okay so. Did, uh, did this game come out in the 70s, 80s, or 90s? No. 
Hmm. Was this a console exclusive? It was at launch. Okay. Was it exclusive to a Nintendo console? Yes. Okay. <gasps> Did it come out on cartridge? Yes. That's five. N64? <coughs> no, no, no. It's, well, maybe. Yeah. Because, yes. I mean, You're, yeah, it could, it could be N64, 2000. Game Boy Advance, or Switch, yeah. or DS, or 3DS. So right. we've so not narrowed it down at all. No, we haven't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> But he, yeah, okay. But he eliminated nineties, right? Did you, you ask? Did this game originally yeah. come out yeah. on little teeny tiny carts that taste bad? No, <laughs> no switch. Oh, it's not a, okay, so not a switch. <laughs> um, do you remember that? It's, you know, yeah. it's like what March twenty seventeen. There's headlines <laughs> cropping up testing. all over the internet yes. of just like switch carts taste terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And it's just it's, like, I don't know if you guys have ever tested it. Yeah, no, 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 I haven't. I know, I know I that it's true. And I know that oh, it's I've tasted them. Yeah, to they're stop awful. kids from swallowing them. Like, I get that once the headline was out there, why that story spread. But who's the first person tasting their switch <laughs> cart? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> You know, th- I think it happens though. It's because you uh, you're like, oh, I gotta hold all these games. And like, oh, yeah, just one. That's exactly how. It, yeah, that's exactly how it happened oh, to me. Interesting. So it wasn't like intent. Yeah, I just thought you were like around, like licking all your Switch games. Yeah, just it's to like can we, oh. validate. It's that feeling of the first time you open up your game cart and you get that new game smell. You get that first lick <laughs> of but the cart. What does it first taste one. like? <laughs> what does it taste uh, like? Smells so good. Where are we? I completely lost. Oh, it's not a Switch game, but it is it's a Nintendo a Kart game. game. Yeah, after uh, 2000. Well, yeah. Let's just uh, dial it in. Sure. Did it originally launch on N64? No. Okay, so we're in the later parts of maybe Game Boy. We're in the dual screens. Yeah, maybe. Um, Did this dual game uh, support uh, uh, 3D visuals? No. Oh, but wait. So okay. DS Vanilla. So DS yeah well, is out, but we said originally, so it's like. A lot of games yeah. were on that system that didn't support it. I mean, it could be yeah. a, a 3DS game that didn't support those. I just don't yeah, know what yeah, those right. would be. Was this game developed or published by Nintendo? No. That, it's probably Rub Rabbits for the Nintendo DS. Mm-hmm. Or Pack Picks. Those are our two games. Pack Picks. Did this come out within the first year of the DS launching? No. And that's 10. Uh-oh. Oof. Is this game okay, so it's not known a Switch, for, and it's not is it, N64. It's a DS game. I think it's just a DS game. Yeah, try to keep up, CJ. Was touch a big way of interfacing and playing this game? Yeah, that's no. what I was going to ask. No. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I mean. That's why I have like, <laughs> DS part of it. Yeah, that seems odd then. So that eliminates um, your Phoenix Wrights and your Professor Layton's and stuff, which is kind of interesting. N- well, not Phoenix Wright, but yes, Professor Layton it eliminates. Phoenix. You don't use touch to do Phoenix Wright? No. Not in like, I mean, you know, like I'm, I think there's touchscreen menus, but it's not like a drawing on the screen game. I would say it actually points toward Phoenix Wright. Potentially. No, 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 no. I think Phoenix Wright is entirely touch based, and That's that was not. what I was trying to eliminate. it. That's not. Yeah, you touch all the menus. You choose the menus just like um, just like any, any adventure game on the DS. That's why they put them on the DS. <sighs> Okay, maybe. I don't know. I just replayed those games. I don't think about them that way. Like I think about like Pac Picks where it's like drawing Pac Man or mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um Okay. Uh was this game made in Japan? No. 
Interesting. Oh. <laughs> it's not a Capcom yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, it could be, we just talked about this show recently. It could be Contra 4, which was not made by Konami, was made by... Oh, what yeah, do you call it? totally. Yeah. The... Um, is this game a 2D side-scroller? No. Does it have 2D graphics? Yes. <gasps> 2D graphics, not a side-scroller. So maybe a top-down 2D... What, what's the... No, those are all Japanese games. And whenever, whenever we have a DS game, I, the DS game is like my most complete game collection, and they're right behind me. Oh. <laughs> I, I, always I, just, I always just want to go yeah. take a little peek in my closet. There's like your like Arkanoid and Space Invaders remakes and stuff like that, but yeah. I don't. Those are all Japanese. Maybe it's oh, maybe it's Chinatown Wars. That was 3D though. This has 2D graphics. No, I think the first one was 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 DS DS. No, yeah, but the but. We asked if it was a side scroller. Oh, I see the 3D graph. 2D graphics. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, crud. Um, let me see. Okay, is this a is this a role playing game? No, that's fifteen. Fifteen? What? (laughs) I was gonna guess like (laughs) twelve. Oh no! (laughs) But we know it's 2D and it's not a side scroller and it's on the DS and it's not made in Japan. 2D. No, mm. that's right. Is Damon any... said it was originally exclusive to the to, to it, a platform. I mean, some, I want, I maybe mean, it appeared what's, on what's left, like puzzle games. Do you drive a vehicle in this game? No. I think. I mean, it wow. could be an adventure game. Like it sounds like it could be something like Phoenix Wright, except that that was made in Japan. But maybe it's like a mm. different adventure game. Maybe maybe it's Mutant Muds. That's a 2D side scroller. Never mind. Platformer. Oh, that'd be you already yeah, talked about yeah, side scrolls. That's right. Yeah. If it's 2D and top down, and you don't do a vehicle in it, there's no controls. Touch controls. <gasps> I'm trying to picture what this would be. Maybe Ooh. like a shooty game. Oh, I, I thought I was onto something there, but that but that was made in Japan. Maybe it's a sport game. That's what I mean, puzzle and sports. Yeah, you eliminated racing. I mean, puzzle's a good point. We, we could just do puzzle. You got your m- mediosis. Is this a puzzle game? It's not a puzzle game, no. Dang it. <clears throat> I mean, we, you know what this is reminding is like me of? Only, you eliminated oh. racing, but... Maybe it's Metroid Prime Pinball. No, that's... That's... That's Japan, Japan. No, is it? I was going to say Retro made that, right? I, I can't actually remember but, which studio made Metroid Prime. Pinball. But Nintendo published—that's that wouldn't work out because it's Nintendo published. What about? Uh, wait, we just eliminated puzzle game. Yep. What about like? Uh, what about like? Oh, they, were all the Rune Factory games or like DS Harvest Moons? Were they all <laughs> made in Japan? You know what? Maybe, maybe <laughs> totally. you know, look, guys. Maybe it really is Rubber Rabbits. Maybe it's one of those maybe Ubisoft. Ubisoft was making weird DS games for a long time. Yeah, totally. You do a lot of touching on Rub Rabbits. Yeah, you're right. That's a very touch-heavy game. I mean, what's a question that eliminates it then outside of being touch? How many are we at? 16, well, 17? Well, but we did ask that question. You like, have two it's questions not, and a guest left. It, it's not like a touch. <laughs> we eliminated brain training stuff, basically, right? I would what about the yeah. stupid solitaire card games thing that was sold like crazy? This was the less hard one? Yes. Wow. <laughs> I feel like we're going to Andrew and Nakatomi Plaza. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Is that a clue? Um, now we can ask if it's based on a license. Here's a clue. At some point, you decided it was a DS game. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it not a DS game? What do we? It could be a Game Boy Advance game, a late yeah. GBA oh, game. Late, then. Yeah. Well, I mean, we ruled out the '90s. Yeah. So when did Game Boy Advance like officially? No, it's there's Game Boy Advance. They had the three triple column strategy or whatever, three pillars. It was DS and Game Boy at the same time. Right. Yeah, the GBA extended a while into the 2000s, so we might have made a we might we may and have it made could a, be a licensed game on GBA. We may have made a tactical error <laughs> <laughs> by eliminating GBA so early. Um. Oh gosh. GBA. What if I switched gears? Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> 2D graphic GBA games that are not RPGs and are not platformers. Mm-hmm. Not puzzle, not racing, not sports. I mean, kind of everything on the GBA is 2D. Yeah, totally. Except for that one. There was that one uh, FPS on the GBA. It's not a puzzle game. <clears throat> it's not made in Japan. What would come to GBA and then go to other things? That's so weird. Maybe it, maybe it was something that became a famous mobile game. I also a lot that of like the really big focus. GBA games I can think about were Japanese, right? Like, what were some of the non-Japanese ones? Oh gosh, it's like there was Mega Man Battle Network. Those are all <laughs> Japanese-made. There was Golden Sun, but that's a role-playing game. It's not a, it's not one of the Nintendo games, so it's not Advance Wars or any of those. It's not Boktai. Okay, you have two questions and a guess left. Opportune time for CJ's microphone or to go down, so then we have a few <laughs> extra minutes to not know what the heck this stupid game is. No. Oh. I know. I, I'm feeling I feel bad about it. I'm out. It looks like the brain is dry. Or or the Hail Mary question that is always, did we mention this game? Which I don't know if you guys mentioned a large pool of games yet too. What if it's a platform where you you jump upwards? Yeah, so it's not side-scrolling prep. But but like that is a side. (laughs) It shows the sides of things. (laughs) I don't know, man. Is this a platformer? Yes. Okay. But not a side-scrolling platformer. Oh, so it's that okay. hurts! What it is. That hurts. Yeah. So that means, do you plat? Like, I would say Mario versus Donkey Kong March of the Minis if it if it was a Nintendo game, right? Because you like solve these puzzles one off like that. Yeah, but not but, made in Japan. So like, I don't know. It's like Shantae, and there's like there's like there's probably like Crash Bandicoot games on the D- on the on the GBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In games where you move upwards, but not out. Up, <laughs> up but not but out. Not <laughs> out. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't know what this could possibly be. Yeah, that, that we get last last question, right? And then a guess. One question and one guess. I mean, yeah, you you got to just like spam games and use the hack. How how about this? Is this based on a license? No. No, we already right. asked well, that. I thought. There we are. No. No. Uh, we just talked about it. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> Please reveal the game, yeah. Damon. Yeah, no, we no guess. No guess. No. Okay. Uh, a single-player platformer adventure game released for GBA in 2003 and ported to mobile in 2005. Okay, Devel- so we got that right. Developed by Rare, but published 
by THQ. What? It's really Banjo Kazooie. Oh, it's Banjo Kazooie oh. Grunty's Revenge. Oh. I don't even remember this game. Yeah, you don't remember this game? <laughs> no. <clears throat> I thought this game didn't come out. I thought they like canceled the Banjo Kazooie, but I'm thinking of Conquer. Yeah, I've never even. Is it? Is it? Yeah, you never even thinking of this one when you were saying Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know this existed. Yeah. Darn. Rip. It's very 2D though. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. This is, these are not 3D. These are sprites. Yeah. So it actually, I mean, it looks mm-hmm. cool for a GBA game. It does. We gave it an. We gave it an eight. It's basically the same gameplay in the N64 games, just from a top-down view on the GBA. It's actually kind of impressive that they're able to get this running on GBA. Yeah. What? Whoa! Look at this! Wow! Sliding. Man, that look at that trick of mode seven that's yeah, happening here. It's kind of crazy, cool. actually. It's cool. It is totally a trick of like if you remove the background, all yeah. Banjo's doing is moving left Going, and right, but yeah, it down tricks and your left brain. And right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this was like the weird time after they'd been purchased by Microsoft, but they had these games that they're already working on that <laughs> Microsoft allowed them to still put out. So THQ published this. Gotcha. It's weird. A transition from the Nintendo mm-hmm. era. They made it's a, a jiggy. It's yep. They made it. They made a very uh, lesser known game in this era for the GBA called It's Mr. Pants, which oh, just yeah. just stars a stick figure man in his underwear. That's which a was an inside joke in yep. both yep. Bond and Perfect Dark. Yep, Weird. Mr. Pants. Yeah, and it makes right. uh, it makes no sense because in it makes no sense in America because in England underwear is pants and trousers <laughs> are pants. Like you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Trousers are pants. So he's really pants Mr. Underwear. underwear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the equivalent in the U.S. would be Mr. Underwear, but they released a game like it exists called It's Mr. Pants, but he the doesn't wear pants. Know. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because Mr. That's Mr. Pants's name. You can't just change somebody's surname, yeah. <laughs> right? He doesn't have to wear pants please, just because that's his name. Please, Mr. Pants <laughs> was my father's name. <laughs> <laughs> well, nicely attempt. Thank you for the Aww. suggestion, Andrew and Nakatomi Plaza. Viewers, listeners, if you have your own suggestions for video game twenty questions, email them to me at the email address gamesoup at IGN.com. And that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. CJ, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks again for the invite. Always nice to see you. If I had to break my streak, I'm just happy you were here. Well, I was going to say, Sam, I mean, this is the reason the streak is gone. I mean, we all, we we established this. No, it was worth it. It was worth the (laughs) trade-off to have you here. I appreciate it. Also, we we had two Banjo-Kazooie games in a row. Last week was just Banjo-Kazooie. Got it. That's what would make it easy mode, technically. Yeah. Yeah. Better luck next time. Uh, thank you, CJ. Thank you to both yeah, Sam and Justin. Good. Thank you to Jobert and Marion working behind the scenes here in our LA office to make this episode possible. Just two scoops left to go in the in 2023. Nice. And you, My goodness. You know there's some fun uh, <laughs> fun episodes coming you up. Got the hat. Just wear the hat. So you wear I don't the think hat. I have that hat. You don't have the hat anymore. Okay. Anyway. Oh, the Damies are coming. Yeah, up. exactly. <laughs> the Damies are coming. Absolutely. Yep. They're gonna be. Four hours long. <laughs> a lot of trailers. <laughs> limited yeah. speeches. You got to outdo the Game Awards. You got to outdo them. Uh, My name is Damon. This is IGN GameScoop, and we're out.
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.